Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Chelstar's podcast. Today is going to be a bit of an interesting one. Firstly, just because we have everybody together at once, it's like Christmas dinner. Um, secondly, we're going to be talking about some hockey news since the playoffs are coming up. We're going to we're going to be talking about the fringe hockey teams. We're going to be talking about Bo Horvat's comments made against the Canucks, and you know, kind of our surprises and um, you know who we thought would make the playoffs and who were kind of surprised snuck in. Also, at the end of it, it's not going to be a super long segment, this Hockey Talk News, because we are also going to be revealing our draft lottery playoff pool that we are doing. And I believe, as well, we are going to be doing the first few rounds. Um, maybe not this podcast, we might record another one, but we'll be doing that as well for you guys to uh, tune into. So, Max, do you want to kick it off for us? Well, thank you, Mikey. Um so today we're going to be basically covering a lot of the fringe playoff teams uh, as we are recording this. It's basically an hour after the Islanders uh, won against the Canadians to clinch, uh, you know, their playoff berth, um, thus eliminating Pittsburgh. But we will get into them shortly. Um, obviously, funny part about doing this playoff draft later on is the fact that only one playoff series is actually set. Uh, every single other one is not, and that will change tomorrow and Friday. So this is going to be an interesting one later on. I can't wait to see what everyone uh, does. <laughs> uh, but I think we can start with the Islanders, uh, the Long Island, as people <laughs> to joke about. Um, so I think we should go back a few days to Bull Horvath's comments. I know Corey has a bit of a discussion on this so i will pass it over to him oh yeah about um yeah i mean my i think the consensus is like he's not wrong but he shouldn't have said it which i have to agree with so obviously bo horvat uh kind of taking a slight at the canucks fans and atmosphere i suppose saying islanders Oh, uh, I can't remember the exact quote. What do you say? It's a lot better than Vancouver. I'll tell you that for free. I think. Um, kind of disappointing. Canucks loved him. He was a heart and soul kind of player for us, and kind of hurts the relationship a little bit. But he's just a guy. And uh, his interview after the game, adrenaline's going. He should have known better. I don't think a former captain should have said that. It's definitely gonna not receive as warm a welcome when he comes back. But I think he's, well, obviously he's bitter. He played, he was our best player for a few years. He was our, definitely our, um, like put a lot into this organization through like one of the worst eras ever for Vancouver. And like, he's the guy that gets traded. I would be so bitter if that happened, especially if I wanted to stay with that team. And I get traded, like I'm the guy that gets out, man, I would be like super bitter. So I think the fact that if he's just still kind of pissed about it, um, it just shows that it just shows that he actually cared. Like they actually want to be part of the team. Um other than that, it's kind of funny. No one even asked him about Vancouver. He brought it up like for no reason. <laughs> so, like they all call you have the three, like <laughs> um that's kind of disappointing. For him, like he, he, he should have known better as a captain, but whatever, move on is what it is. He's just a guy. My thoughts. 
And, and I'm going to add, uh, he's not wrong. I've been to the games this year and last few years. There's a terrible atmosphere at, at Rogers Arena. You know, when your team is eliminated from playoff contention, like halfway through the year, what do you expect? So he's not wrong. Like his, Horvath, his sorry, his jersey was thrown on the ice earlier in the year. Like that's not a nice picture if you're the player, especially for someone that's given so much to the organization. So, yeah, he's he's not wrong. Like our team has been one of is brutal. And the only time okay, they've made the playoffs twice with Horvat. One, he was a rookie and he actually played very well. The second time was in the bubble. And who was our best player that year? Horvat. He was an absolute beast in those playoffs. He was a beast against St. Louis. So the only times they've made the playoffs, he's played incredibly well. And all the other times they sucked. So, you know, and there was even in that, there was no playoff atmosphere because it was in the bubble. So, yeah, he hasn't seen any good Canucks crowd. The crowd this year was, we all went to that, like, Bruce Boudreaux's second to last game. I already said it before on the podcast. That was the weirdest atmosphere I've ever seen at a, at a Canucks game. Terrible. Yeah, I agree. You know, I go, there's more, there's all these Avs fans. Obviously, they just won. There's going to be a ton of Avs fans. I was sitting beside one, for God's sakes. But um, <laughs> what was wrong with that? with the enemy, isn't that what they say? But um, yeah, it's like, it, it, it pissed me off. It was, it was like Vegas fans. It was like Seattle. I went to the game the other day. There's a bunch of Seattle fans. Like, I don't know. Anyways, I'm kind of, um, what do you call it? Droning on here, <laughs> but I want to. I want to talk about yeah. something with that. <clears throat> with his with his comments, I find it. I found the comments, and I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Like he was like the heart and soul of Canucks for years. I don't think he should have apologized though. He did the right thing by apologizing, but I mean, a savage comment after you know him having a few bad years, only making the playoffs twice, like. And he's act, you know, I, I feel for him too because he's literally in the playoff race. Like, if they win their next game, which they did today, they're in the playoffs. Like, everybody wants to do that. And you know, if they're close, if they're close to the, if they're close to the push, they want to be able to do that. And he's excited. I just don't think he should have apologized. But and in the bubble, it was just a funny year, comment to me. There was none of that exciting like late season playoff push. Like, yeah. this is literally the first time since his rookie season he's had that. That would be so yeah. exciting as a player. That's what you live for. Or obviously, you live to like compete in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But but he's going to get mm-hmm. the opportunity to do that this year, and maybe a little bit of uh, of a not so thought out comment, mm-hmm. but. I see why he said it, and I'm happy for him that he's in the playoffs, and I can't wait to see him get swept in the first round because <laughs> the Islanders are not going to compare to whoever they play. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think the only thing is, it's not. It's like he's a former captain. He's he was he kind of has that nature akin to like our other captains. Like you know, Lyndon never really said anything bad like that about the organization. Um, it's not like this is Kessler talking bad about Vancouver. It's, I think, just different when it's Horvat. You ex- you don't expect that from him. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think it was all adrenaline, taste. too. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's like all adrenaline, right? I'm sure he didn't really mean it, but at the same time, he probably did because his apology didn't sound super <laughs> sincere, if I'm going to be honest. It's yeah. just more so 
his coach or whoever, the GM probably just like, you need to say sorry or something like that. It sounds like somebody's telling him to say sorry. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree that he definitely meant it. Seeing as how we all kind of feel the same vibes and we're not even in the arena every night like he was. But Mm -hmm. Corey, like you mentioned, it's just when the Canucks weren't even in the discussion, it's just an unnecessary thing to add. Like you can be excited for the vibes and atmosphere without dissing the team that you just left. Yeah. 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 That was, that was really (laughs) got me. It's like, why, why are you saying it like that? All the comments on the talk was like, well, he said for free. So like, you know, now I agree with pretty much everything said here. Um, it's a hundred percent accurate. Um, he's never really played any meaningful games down the stretch like he is now. And he's just pumped to be doing so. So, I mean, mm-hmm. So game interview, so I I don't see much out of it. Mm-hmm. So so Islanders clinch now. Do any of you guys think they can get out of the first round? Whether they play Boston, Rain or not Rangers? Sorry, um, Hurricanes or, or the Devils? Well, I think they can. I don't think they will, but they definitely can. So you think that they can? Of course. They're not far removed from the third round twice a couple years ago. And they still play that style as well. Yeah. I don't necessarily think they will, especially without Barzal, but they have the goaltending and the system to upset. Yeah. Hey, cool. Is Barzell back or no? Is he still injured? Is he not done for the year, I thought. Oh, is he? I thought. Maybe he'll magically come back. Mm. Oh, he'll be back for like the finals. I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm, yeah, it says he's not guaranteed for round one. Yeah. Oh, indefinitely. If he to return. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're still managing without him. Horvat's not performing, but you know, Brock Nelson, Dobson. Um, Paul Mary, all those guys are, so it's actually good for them to see that their secondary guys are actually doing something. Yeah. And like that hard nose style, kind of grindy playoff hockey. So there is always a chance they do beat out New Jersey with not as much playoff experience. Yep. But you never know. That's a good point. Yeah. They play Boston. Yep. Uh, that's a tough challenge, but you never know. <laughs> yep. I don't. I don't think they'll beat Boston, but yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like they do. They do better against the New Jersey or Carolina. Yeah, but I still. I still feel like New Jersey is just on such a roll, and they added Meyer, like Timo Meyer's solid for them. They have Luke Hughes playing now, I think, too. Yeah. Their their team's looking scary, man. Yeah. But I guess playoffs is a different beast, so I guess we'll see. They got to cut their teeth a bit more, in my opinion. So I think we can probably move on to what I just mentioned with them knocking out uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, unfortunately, they pretty much had one of the biggest choke 
displays ever last night uh, losing to Chicago. Oh my um, goodness, I was watching that God. game. It was atrocious. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. Was it like that bad? It, it it wasn't bad. It was just like frustrating. It's like you're playing Chicago and you're down by a goal at the start of the third period, and then you let in another goal. Like Jari let in so many weak goals, and that's been their Achilles' heel all year is their goaltending. And just like it did last year in the playoffs, let them down again. So that's just that's just how it goes with them. Like they haven't had reliable goaltending since. Well, I'm like Matt Murray, basically, and that was that was interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm. So Jari's a UFA. So do we see him polytesting the market then? I don't know if anybody's gonna want him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there be there'll be I'm a team. Sure, there'll be somebody. I'm sure, someone. For a guy that plays as much as he does. At least be wanted as like a 1A, 1B. He's like, like, like at the start of the season, we talked about most mediocre goalies in the league. Tristan Jari is just mediocre. He doesn't win games by himself. He loses games sometimes. Like, like just absolute awful puck management for, for him. Like, like I'm pretty sure Chicago scored from behind the net to, to get a two goal lead last night. Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't like a good performance. I don't. I just. I'm sure somebody will pay him because goaltending is at such a premium in the NHL, and if there's even potential that he can have an all right season, somebody will be interested. But there's no way that he actually performs to expectation. Yeah, he's dealt with a lot of injuries too, but. I mean, if he can't play, then he can't play. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a one having fantasy, I can tell you that. He's been freaking up, down, everywhere. And especially because I think Sullivan, like in my opinion, Sullivan is one of the best coaches in the league, and he plays one of the best defensive systems in the league. And that just doesn't help that position at all, or at least... Like Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith are both just. They look lost in the net some games, so. Yeah. But. They talked about this being the last year with the whole gang together. I think, I think they'll get next year as well. And then after next season, Gensel's a free agent. Jeff Carter will be gone. Petrie will have a year left on his contract. It's an old team regardless, so it's interesting to see what Pittsburgh's future holds. What's it's Crosby's contract like still? Crosby's still got three years left on his deal. Okay. Or after this, after this season. Sorry, it's only okay. two years. Oh. After well, this year, two a, years. Probably a couple more years till they really blow things up over there then. Uh, yeah, may, uh, you think they it'll be interesting to see. Still there? There's a lot of people calling for Hextall's job, so hmm. that could be <laughs> one that falls before. But it's hard to say. They're <laughs> just like such an old team and whatnot. Yeah, like, it's 
so tough because they were so injured this year. But they're also just not built very well. That's just because they're so cap-strapped and and they've had to make acquisitions in order to stay relevant. And here they are, like, those acquisitions are are regressing. Like, Petrie making six, almost six and a half mil. Good defenseman, good top four defenseman, but it's tough to say that he's worth that kind of money when the team's that tight on the cap. So. I think Corey made this joke in some chat and our other chat is that say they should have traded for Miller or Besser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. But they're regretting that now. Trading for Granlin and Benino instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if they'll make some offseason moves or not if they're still trying to make the playoffs with this team. Grandland in 20 games has had five points. Ooh. That's not good. <laughs> no. And they still have him for another two years after that at $5 million a piece. I think Brock Besser would have been a better pickup. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, do you guys think Pittsburgh's gonna gonna trade away some assets and try to retool, or do you think they're just gonna hang on to what they got? No, uh, if they wanted to, they would have went out. I think. I mean, it would be smart for them to do it, but they're like in their old mindset. They've had the old players for years now, and yes, it's worked, but. Clearly not this year. Well, what's their goal? Like they need to start thinking about life after Crosby. Although you're still always a good team with him. They need to not sell that future. You know what I mean? Is their goal? uh, Yeah. I mean, their goal is probably to, to stay relevant enough where there's, where they're, ticket sales don't drop off and hope for a miracle. Yep. So don't, so I guess uh, pick up guys at the right price to stay competitive, stay relevant, but you don't want to be trading away um, a lot of first rounders and, and things like that. And, you know, keep Crosby getting points and uh, as it gets to the end of his career, people will want to go watch him. So that'll be a, be your kind of your selling point, and especially when he starts hitting kind of like um, milestones, kind of like Ovechkin is right now. That's their Washington's kind of prerogative right now. Because really, I, say, I really yeah. liked Washington's approach because I mean they signed cheap deals with Dylan Strome. Sonny Milano and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and those those three players have worked out for them. So if Pittsburgh can do something like that, then they could stay a little bit better than they were this season. Yeah, I think that's the key is just not to overcommit for them, right? Like stay decent, but don't blow it up. You can have a couple more good years with Crosby, but you don't want to ruin the next ten years because of that. Yeah, yeah, they should. Um... Uh, bring in Jim Benning because he knows how to stay like <laughs> the master retailer. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would love to see Benning on a on a not Aquilino team just that to see if he was really as bad. 
yeah, how much of it was actually him. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, I don't think his trades were very were very good, so I don't think that's ownership making the trades. I think it was ownership wanting to retool, probably, but you know, some of those deals. Well, yeah. Well, like, what is what Ekman Larson trade is like? What is that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> uh, anyways, we can probably move on here so we don't make this. Well, as we all would talk forever, this will be like a two-hour podcast, even though it should be only forty minutes. Um, moving on to pretty much the last team in the East here to talk about, as that is the Florida Panthers, uh, clinching again. Um. Bit of an interesting year for them. Uh, obviously, the big trade in the summer. Um, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, question marks and whatnot. How they would do um, coming off of their president's trophy, and they do make the wild card spot. We don't know which one yet. Because if they win, uh, they face either New Jersey or Carolina, or if, if they lose uh, or get a point. Um, then I believe it might be facing Boston. I feel like anybody that's facing Boston, I'm immediately not really rooting for just because I don't think that's going to go well. But the other ones definitely could be some close matches. Mm-hmm. Anyone playing Boston is probably regretting making the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. It's a waste of a week <laughs> or so. As Daryl Sutter says, that's a waste of eight days. <laughs> So, do we have much to say about the Panthers? Do we believe in them at all? I I do. <laughs> I need to say I was wrong. Ooh. I didn't believe in them. I thought they were a sham of a team halfway through the the season. And even a couple episodes ago, I said, they are not making the playoffs. I just watched them play, and they are garbage. And I was wrong. And you thought the Penguins would make it. I thought the penguins would make it, but it turns out the penguins are garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, beat Chicago when it matters, but yeah, um, I did. It'll be interesting to see Florida in the playoffs because they're built so much different than last year, um, which might help them. Montour's playing as well as Weger did. Kachuk's playing better than Huberto was. They don't have the same depth they had last year, but I think that they, like, given the experience that they had from the playoffs last year, they could they could maybe upset a team in the first round if they were playing Carolina I, or even New Jersey. I, I think they have a chance. Yeah, just different expectations, because last year they were President's Trophy, best season of their franchise. Um, and they kind of struggled out of the gate going against Washington, and then just couldn't get it from there. So going into this playoffs, I think it's a lot different for them. You don't have as much pressure uh, as you know last year, I would say. So they can definitely do some sneaky damage. Yeah, I like a sneaky good team. I, I I agree with Kyle. Wow, thanks, Corey. <laughs> Not Max. <laughs> Not me. Basically, he said the same thing. Copycat. No, I liked what Kyle said. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Moving. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Aaron, Mike, you got anything to say? Um, yeah, I just, honestly, I didn't really realize how good of a season Kachuk has been having. I feel like he's kind of getting overshadowed by, like, the McDavid's, you know, like, crazy point totals, but he has 108 points, and I feel like we haven't really heard about mm-hmm. him as much as we probably should have, so definitely additions like that, I think, will make a difference for them, and again, like we kind of mentioned before, maybe against Boston, they don't really have a chance, but they're that kind of team that I think they could probably make a good run out of some other series here. Mm-hmm. I think one of the question marks, though, going into their series is what goalie do they play? Because <clears throat> I believe right now they've been running like a third. Oh, Lyon has been doing Lyon awesome. Guy. Leon? Leon, Lyon? Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy's like, cracked. Leon. Yeah. So, I mean, just be, by what he's done lately, I feel like he might start game one for him. I think they have to go Bobrovsky if he's healthy. Is he healthy? I don't know if he's healthy, though. That's the issue. <laughs> and then Knight still in the player assistance thing, I believe. Yeah, so Bobrovsky's healthy. He's just oh. not playing because Lyon's doing so good. He, oh. he, was, he was healthy as of last weekend. Oh. Hmm. Well... Mm. That's that's a tough decision. The last thing you need going into the playoffs yeah. is goalie uncertainty. Even if both goalies are playing well, you want one guy who's playing way better and is your starter, um, or else that True. just causes way too much drama. I think the tough part mm. here is that the one that's playing way better isn't their starter and doesn't have enough time and experience to really know if you can trust him yet in that situation. Yeah. And he's not the one making 10 and a yeah, half mil. that's a big part. He's the one the 10 and a half mil guy on the bench for playoff game one. <laughs> <laughs> I could honestly see them giving Bobrovsky the start just kind of for that reason. Give him one shot. I mean, yeah, one shot. One shot against Boston. If you lose, <laughs> yeah. you're putting in the AHL goalie. Yeah. Those are pretty tough no, odds. One shot, one opportunity. Would you take it? <laughs> well, are we all done in the year? Yeah. yeah. Okay. West, 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 west. West is best. West, yep. First, let's talk about the Vancouver Canuck. Oh, wait. Uh, Thanks. All good, dude. All good, dude. We knew they weren't going to make it. Before we get into that's, the team, that's we such a lie. Why? It's a dude. Every single one of you guys said Vancouver is going to make the playoffs. You can't be like, oh, we knew they weren't going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, last week we knew they weren't going to make it. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we knew they weren't going to make it. Anyways, Aaron, you were saying sorry. Yeah, no, it's funny. I was just gonna. Well, not what I was going to say, but unfortunately we do have the proof of all of our picks from the beginning of the season, so in a future episode we can look back at how wrong we were. Um, Second in the Pacific, Canucks. Who was that? That was me and Corey, I think. Oof. Optimistic. (laughs) Very optimistic. We also all had Calgary in there, too, so... But but I mean, on paper, their team is (laughs) solid. But. We also all had Vegas below Calgary. All right, I think we're getting into a whole another episode. I didn't have Vegas in the book. Okay, yeah. 
not yeah, to, not no, to you, get derailed too no. much. Anyways, what I was going to say was that before we get into the actual relevant team still, the one important Canuck thing that happened recently was, of course, Pedersen getting his 100 points finally. Um, ooh, ooh. The best thing to happen out of the season. Uh, we had to wait one extra game because <laughs> Matt, of course, it, which we'll not let go. My but bad. we are happy that it happened for sure. And now we can move on to the team. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I definitely jinxed them there. I think it was the Monday game. I was like, yeah, I'll get a hundred tonight. He did not get a hundred. Yeah, get shut out. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's not out. happening now. I'm watching the game. Every I'm time like, he hmm. passed to Miller, I was like, well, Miller's not going to score because Pedersen passed him. Yeah. No points. Yeah, that was. You can thank me for that. But and he did it, so he did fine. it. Yeah. They talk and loaded up the line. Yesterday with Miller, Pedersen, he's <laughs> happy to get him to 100. <laughs> and he got 101 with still one more left. So he's no. for more. Anyways, uh, we mentioned already, let's talk about Calgary and how they <laughs> absolutely botched it all year. Uh, I was watching the game, again when they played the Canucks and when they went to overtime, and I think it was their overtime record popped up on the screen. Oh yeah. And they are well not anymore, but they were five and twelve in overtime. Which is Which first off is a ton of overtime. That's a lot of overtimes. That's a lot of losses. Because that's not including shootouts. It's not. Um, so oh my god. They then continued to not do well after losing to the Canucks in the shootout. Um, losing again in a shootout to Nashville. <laughs> Which this mm. thus eliminated them from the postseason. <laughs> I think all of us had them in the playoffs, like we just mentioned. But my God, did they ever uh, have a bit of a, a rough year? Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of one-goal games that they lost. Yeah, they did. They played their way out of the. Out of the playoffs, I think just kind of to piggyback off Aaron, what she's saying about Kachuk kind of um, sneakily having a great year in Florida. Looking at Calgary's player stats this year, Huberto, maybe not so sneakily, has had <laughs> just a terrible year. And even if you look at stat-wise, last year, he had 115 points. This year, I think it's 55. So he's oh, half oh. his point. Like, so, so in a half. He, he's had the biggest NHL like drop-off in points-wise in history, going from one season <laughs> really? to the next. Yeah. You know, I, a stat you want? He's in the history books for the wrong reason. <laughs> right. You know, he signed a deal. They signed him before he even played a game. They didn't have to. He was still had one year. I get changing teams. You never know what to expect. But wow, USA. that is that is a major drop off. I know it's new coach, new team, new conference. But wow. And then I mean, Kadri, I think had a oh, yeah, tougher second drop half. off too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was had a good first half. I don't think we expected him to hit. Close to 90 points again. I sure didn't, but... No, definitely not. 70 would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, 70 would have been kind of what I would have guessed. 90 was definitely a bit high. 70 was more the more yeah. range I was thinking. I think the thing for Calgary is nobody played up to expectations except for Tyler Toffoli. Lindholm yeah. had, a, had a worse season than last year, and that's probably just a lot to do with all the new personnel coming in. Um, Kadri, Huberto, Mangiapane had, what, over 30 goals last year, and he finished with, or is going to finish with around 17 this year. Um, Mackenzie Wieger was a whole different yeah. player this year. Um, Markstrom, Vladar, so that's forwards, defensemen, and goalies, all whom which just aren't playing up to where we know they can play up to, which is super interesting to see. Yeah, I think we touched on it way back at the beginning of the season when all these big trades were going on about how teams will adjust and be able to gel with each other with all these changes. And the difference between Florida and Calgary is pretty apparent with how players have seemed to fit in, whether it's just the other players they're playing with or the coaching style, which we can get into or what. But whatever happened in Calgary, whatever they planned to do, has clearly not worked out. <laughs> and I don't really know where they go from here now that they're committed to all these people. Just you, you can trade them still because if they have, I, they probably have some no move clause, no trade clause. But that would only start, I believe, July first. You can <laughs> trade Huberto Weaker if you really wanted to, but that would be quite the message. And yeah. and you're selling them at their least value that they've and had yes. of their entire career. I would not go for a Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Over, I wouldn't overreact. Uh, I was just saying I wouldn't overreact. They still have a good roster, and they're still locked into these guys. So I would ride it out, make a coaching change, um, do a full team review, address what the problem is. I mean, who, we don't know exactly what the problem is. I mean. But the potential of this team is a lot better than what we've seen. So I would just make a few changes and start next year. What else are you going to do? Blow it up? I don't think yeah, so. Definitely I definitely not, but agree with that. Like, it, like Cal- oh, coaching change, I think, is like, like a 75% chance that happens just based off of um, how the team was reacting the entire season to their coach. But luckily, I don't think any of these players can play as bad next year. Just like the law, like, 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 just like regressing to, to the mean. I don't think Huberto can have under 80 points next year just because he was so bad this year. I think, I think the luck just has to switch. Uh, yep. Yeah, sometimes it comes down to luck, and then sometimes all the good luck happens at once, and sometimes all the bad luck happens at once. Like I said, that was a lot of one-goal games that they lost. You know, they win even half of those shootouts, they're in the playoffs, right? So, and then you never need them, right? Yeah. Right, then you're in the playoffs, and you never know what can happen. A team can get hot and go on a run. So, you know, it's... Awesome. And if they won shootouts and overtime games that they lost, like you're saying, like, you wouldn't even be talking about it. Right. I think the one thing we because didn't mention it is their last shootout that eventually eliminated them from the playoffs and the choice for your last <laughs> shooter of the season to be Nick Ritchie, of all people. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have 
Lindholm to Foley, Mangiapane, but Daryl Sutter chooses Richie to win or lose the whole year for them. I don't know. That that kind of thing makes me question the coaching above all else for that team. I uh, He was ready to I goal. He was ready to goal, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't even blame um, the coach too much on that one because shootouts are just a crapshoot anyways. Like Whether you have Toffoli or Brett Ritchie, I I don't know if there's going to be like a huge difference between the two in that situation. Like, yeah, I think you can definitely argue. I think they that have pretty much the exact same chance of scoring. If he scored, everyone would have loved that, but because he didn't, yeah. of course, it's the bad decision. However, I feel like you have to go with the safe pick in that situation. You know, the guys that are known for scoring points should be put in that scenario. I mean. You lose a must-win game. You're obviously going to look at what could have been better. And then, like, I do agree with Kyle. It's a crap suit. But I also agree with you, Aaron. Like, how do you look at it? Oh, what could we have done differently? Our leading score of the whole year didn't shoot once in the shootout. <laughs> kind of, it's like the first thing you think of. So it is kind of, it is pretty odd. Did you see his reasoning, though, for putting Richie? Wasn't it that he had scored before in the past, like, yeah. a year ago or something? Not even this season? Yeah, it was because he <laughs> one time in a shootout scored against, uh, <laughs> that would have been Saros. <laughs> yeah. So that was the reason right there. Just, I guess, yeah. fair enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <clears throat> so... Yeah, I mean, on a positive note, uh, they no longer. This is the last year of Lucic's oh. monstrous deal, so they have five and a bit mil coming off the books that they can spend on another grinder like him if they wanted. <laughs> yeah, um, he was actually, he was just like finding his strides in Calgary. I thought. Or not? He, he what? <laughs> I was just I thought he was a good fit in Calgary. Just yeah, Calgary. no, I I I could see him re-signing for much less than five million dollars a year. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to offer him five million dollars a year. <laughs> Maybe the lifetime deal. <laughs> well, on a final note, we can mention uh, pretty much Seattle Kraken uh, clinching for the first time. In their history, obviously, of only two seasons, but <laughs> way to go, Seattle. Um, again, don't know who the hell they're facing, so we'll have to wait and see. But oh yeah, a lot of depth, so we'll have to wait and see what they can do. Can I say? Can I say something quick about Seattle? Yeah. Everyone criticized their their selections for their um, expanded draft or comparing it to Vegas, but not only are they a competitive team right now, but they are set up much better for the future than Vegas was and is. So oh. I always liked their selection. Corey, and I think Corey, Corey, done a great job. I what? agree with part of that, oh, but no. I still think I still think that like drafting Gavin Bayreuther and there was a couple other people that was like really like you could have taken a different player and they would have had brought a little bit more value. Like, yeah, there were a couple like weird, like random player pick 
that they could have got better with but you're right overall they are built really well and they're built really well going forward because their prospects are going to be the ones that are going to lead them into the next 10 years unlike vegas where all their players are already in their prime and they're going to start kyle says i'm right overall so that's, uh, that's a win yeah i'm gonna take that it's yeah yeah, yeah. We have agree and disagree you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think okay. before we get into the uh, uh, we'll reveal the draft order um, for our picks for the playoff pool. Um, Mikey, you do have a fan question for the audience. Yes, I I thought of it. I was going to actually ask it, but this probably would have sparked a conversation with all of us for. The next 48 hours and we all have Kyle and Corey cannot answer this question. <laughs> so my uh, fanning question for this week, and we'll, we'll post it on our Instagram and TikTok as well, probably, is what wildcard team has the best chances of making a playoff run? Not just saying they're going to win, like, a round and then get eliminated. Like, to go the farthest in the playoffs. What team do you guys think would make it the farthest? Also, also the lack of respect for the Jets right now... <laughs> We didn't even talk about them. I got to say, yeah. congratulations to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, congratulations to the Jets. Um, they were looking like they were, their season was slipping away from them, but but they saved it. Well, how they just lost it also. Yeah, but Nashville was coming up too, and then Jets turned on the, turned on the gas again. Jets turned on the Jets? You're tr- um, you avoided that so hard. You were gonna say it. I'd even try to. It. I'd even try to. Um, but yeah, Jets were looking like like early season Jets at the end of the year. So that's good for them. I hear the flames are extinguished. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Max, Mikey, who do you guys? Which wildcard team do you think is gonna? make a run in 10 words or less. You need 10 words to say a team name? Well, a team name and the explanation. Explanation? Okay. Sure. I'm not You're kidding. already at 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I questioned the question. That's my bad. Um, hmm. I'm going to say... Florida, uh, Firepower, Kachuk, Lion, <laughs> uh, Monteur, and Lower Expectations. Hmm. That was very, like, strategic words. Well, yeah, I'm not going to like that. A boring sentence. Oh. Okay, you two. All right. The podcast. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go Edmonton, McDavid. That's a wild card team. That is all. Oh, a wild card team. Sorry, I thought you were talking about just like lower teams. Okay. Um, Edmonton might win their division. Yeah, yeah. you know what? <laughs> they, they are out there. They'll face maybe a wild card. You can tell I wasn't paying attention to the question. All right, I'll go Islanders. Aaron Mondays. <laughs> Islanders. Islanders. Horvat Redemption. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Boring no reasoning other than I hope that he does well. 
Mikey? Uh, oh, no. Um, <laughs> buddy, it was your question. Yeah, however when you actually look at it. Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. Wingers. <laughs> Wingers. <laughs> Mine. Cool. Corey, you got a pick. Ten words or less. Um, everything's we'll already double been... up. <laughs> I would yeah, we're... double up on the Panthers because I'm not gonna double the and say the Jets and find a reason. <laughs> um. <laughs> L.A. Okay. No Kings. reason. Kings. Staples <laughs> Center. <laughs> March 14th, 2026. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> All right. Okay, Max, you got the lottery. You got the lottery set up. The last bit of this podcast for you guys. We're going to quickly go over the draft order, starting since there are six of us right on top here, obviously. So, with the sixth pick in the Chell Stars, I don't know what year we've been doing this for, fifth annual playoff pool, it belongs to... Oh, I can't stand <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> 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 It's not explicit. Get, I stopped myself. You do get the double pick. I do so. get the double. I've had this pick snake, so many times. The snake draft. Keep that in mind. Not, I have yet to have first pick in all the years we've done this. But I've had snake hey, picks like three or four times. Huh? Our last playoff pool, Aaron, you completely destroyed everyone. You won <laughs> with nearly yeah. 500 points. Well. The next person was Mike with under 400 like it wasn't even close <laughs> so you can take the last pick and be all right i'll take it i guess i guess that's a fair point all right with the fifth overall pick it is kyle Ooh. oh less deserved. oh yeah that's... i'm gonna get fourth i'm calling this right now this is me this is me <laughs> with the fourth pick it is max myself Oh, oh my god, Max Rubio. I don't know why you said that in third person. Well, it is I. (laughs) It is I. It is I. All right, with the third pick, it is Corey. Oh, Oh, that's the worst one. You can't let Rayhan have first pick. Why not? Hey, come on. With the second pick, it is Rayhan. So, Mikey, with the... First overall pick. You are on the clock. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I got my vote locked in there, sir. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, Pedersen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the defenseman. Pedersen, that's who I want. Yeah, DP. Okay. Well, Wait, it was, it, it was... So, so it was Mike... Oh, you got shit, sorry. Someone's typing it. I can... <laughs> that's me. So I believe we are going to be stopping here. Um, we will probably be recording the first few rounds of the draft once we get all set up for that. Um, so that's pretty much it for this little, I wouldn't say mini episode, because it still lasts about 45 minutes. Um, 
pretty much everything. So, well, like we said, the fan question will be posted on our social media, so please participate. And we'll see you next time.